Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Talk Blurdy to Me. You are with Mari and Lana. Hello, Lana. Hello, Mari. What is up? You know, nothing much. Just ready to start talking about all the cool things we're going to be talking about. Whoa, creepy things we're going to be talking about in this episode. But nothing much. Yeah, yeah I guess creepy cool. Like You can be cool and creepy at the same time. <laughs> can you? <laughs> I mean, I can. I don't know about you. I can. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you be creepy. Only cool. Oh, oh, shucks. Thanks. <laughs> that's just, uh, that's how I lure people in. I'm like, you know, Black Widow kind of thing. Like, I lure people in by thinking they're I'm cool, and then I uh, kill you. Yeah. But that's not creepy. That's, like, more evil than less creep. So. Okay. Well, I'll find a way to make it creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm with it. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Thanks. I'm working on it. It's, you know, talk to me in a couple of weeks. I'll figure it out. As long as uh, you're not perverts creepy, you're fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, never. I am strictly a murdery type of creepy. Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, speaking of creepy, uh, I feel like as children, especially with us both being like nerds into weird obscure stuff we watched all kinds of things that you know kind of traumatized us growing up or at least like left an impact um as we grew up so i feel like this is like a great time it's not october it's not halloween it's a random week in june but it feels like a good time to talk about stuff that creeped us out yeah it's it feels like it because i've been thinking a lot about the things that traumatized me slash creeped me out as a child and i think it's time that we share them with the rest of the world so they can go back and look these things up and also be traumatized and creeped out or be like i remember that i was also traumatized by that right or they can pretend they're a thug and be like that didn't bother me at all i don't know what they're talking about which is a (laughs) lie yeah i mean for me i've been playing like between shin megami tensei and some of the Mm -hmm. other games i've been playing recently and like mass effect like just some of the games i've been playing i'm like oh yeah the rachni did bother me (laughs) <laughs> hmm, like it's it's drumming up a lot of past trauma so Ooh. feels right mm. yeah <laughs> well then i guess i'll have to pick those games i don't remember anything of mass effect being creepy hmm. i, I so ahead. i didn't think it was creepy either it's literally just that well you know the rachni are like those spider aliens um and you know how i feel about spiders so i definitely uh remember like the spider like the rack night queen came out and i was like oh yeah you're a thing hey girl <laughs> i hate you it's just the spiders they don't mean to be creepy it's okay mm, she could talk and talking about like the the voice of her song of the people i was like no ma'am you go somewhere <laughs> else with all that oh my gosh now now i want to play mass effect so i can get to this part and be like this is what scared Mari." <laughs> this was the one that that was the one that almost made me like I knew like it was one of those things where like you know everything correlates like you do something Mass Effect 1 Mass Effect 3 it has an effect kind of thing yeah that was one of the ones I knew had a bad effect if I killed off her entire race but I was like I'm very close to just murdering y'all because you're spiders and that's just <laughs> life spider genocide I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, please don't kill the spider from So I'm a Spider, So What? You probably couldn't, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> but if so. she got possessed and I had the option to, I, I maybe would. I don't think you could kill her, but good luck, yeah. Track. 
I would give it a try. I would need like a maybe a double, like a body double to give it a try. So she murders the body double. I'm like, well, you wouldn't because she leaves you alone as long as you don't mess with her. Yeah. Well, that's where the problem lies. I would mess with her because she is a spider and she must die. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, never send you that to that world. Yeah. <laughs> what are the worlds I can't go to? <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, aside from Mass Effect, um, there Mass Effect wasn't even on my list. That's just, that's a bonus for everyone. Um, but yeah, there were a ton of things. I don't know if you want to go first, even though I guess I technically went first with uh, Mass Effect. But like, what, what were your, what was one of your like traumatizing moments as a kid? I have so many, so many of the traumatizing moments. I'm easily traumatized, I think. Or I just think about something and then I I easily traumatize myself. I'm like, that was kind of creepy. But I guess I'm going to start off with Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't tell you one thing that creeped me. It was like almost everything in that game kind of was (laughs) like traumatizing to me as a little child playing that whenever it came out. I mean, the mask creeped me out when the Skull Kid would shake his head at you, and then you get turned into the Deku, and then, like, um, that creeped me out. And then every time Link took one of his masks off, he would be like, oh, like, do that thing where he would scream. It seemed painful. That creeped me out. I also yeah. hated the fact that when you're in the, the, like, the clock town, the first town, the moon won. But also when you have yes. to hop on the water as the Deku, and you only have, like, four hops before you drown Mm. that scared me it was just like so much stuff that was so (laughs) creepy to me in that game aside from the moon getting ready to crush you in like five days or three days or whatever that scared me and those monsters were pretty scary too like the temple ones were scary uh they look like some of them look like these scary looking pinatas to me oh they just just creeped me out, all of them. Yeah. And then at the end, like, you talk to them, the little dead children with the mask on. And so the whole game was just one big old traumatizing creep fest for me. So, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, you know, uh, Majora's Mask is one of my favorite Zelda games um, for, I think, all of the reasons that you hate it. Like, Zelda always kind of had, like, a secretly dark story, but mm. Majora's Mask was the first one was that was just like so yeah. openly dark, which I think I liked because it still had you know it still felt like a Zelda game, but it did have you know like this creepy moon or like the mm-hmm. the Skull Kids were in like multiple Zelda yeah. games, but it was like oh now you know that they're children that got lost in the forest and we can assume they died mm-hmm. and so they become Skull Kids. So there's just like so much dark lore around Majora's Mask that I really liked, but also sounds like the reason why you disliked it so much. Well, you know, when I got older, of course, I was able to, like, understand the story. But as Mm -hmm. a child, I think thinking, uh, for me, I had, like, a big imagination. So every time I played a game, I was, like, imagining myself in it, you know? So imagining myself, and I'm sure you can agree with this, if you had to be in the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, that's one game you would not want to be in. At all. No, absolutely not. If uh, if Mari got put into Majora's Mask, she would be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right, go find your horse and your mask and right. learn how to get this off and yeah, stop the and moon from crushing you. Every time you take it off, you. you're going to like scream because you're ripping a mask off your face. Yep. And learn how to play all those songs and remember them. <laughs> oh, God. The songs and playing the songs at the like, like Scarecrow or who, yeah. 
Yeah, the scarecrow also creeped me. I don't know why. He was like friendly, but he I always felt like he was up to something. Well, he'd be like, let's dance the light away. Like, the scarecrow's the, I was uh, like, he's the mm. secret last boss. He's, he was always up to something. Like he up time. to something. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like he wants something from me. I'm not sure what it is. I'm a child. So I was like creeped <laughs> out sure by him. <laughs> you know, so that yes. whole game like kind of creeped me out. So I was... It traumatized me as because it was it came out when we were like pretty young. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. that was like what GameCube days when that first came out. So yeah, we were definitely pretty young. Yep. Nope. Did not. Mm -mm. Traumatizing. Yeah. No, I again, I I get it. I definitely get it. I was definitely the kid who was like into all the like dark stuff growing up Mm -hmm. too. Like I wasn't quite. Wasn't quite goth, but probably more goth than not. Like I was like into the tarot, like into tarot. I'm still into like tarot, but like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it was very much like right up my alley for when I was discovering like, oh, look at all this stuff that's like, you know. Yeah. And different. Yeah. Like, I don't mind dark stuff, but I think I really just imagined myself being in that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah, it was. It was the, I was it like, was the oh my God, what if I was it, in yeah. there? What if I was in this? And I also get anxiety from time-based things. So the fact that mm-hmm. I had time, they were like, the moon is coming down and yes, the clock the would tick. Oh, it would stress me out so much that it traumatized <laughs> me that I was like, I can never go back into this. I'm going to die. Okay. I'm going to die in the time uh, the moon is going to yeah, fall. That, and, yeah, that didn't stress <laughs> you out when that moon was getting closer and closer every day. Oh, it and the time was going stressed on. me out. Yeah, like time things, like you said, always stress me out. Even like harvest moon when you only have, mm-hmm. you know, like when time would go on during the days, stress me out. I was like, only got six in-game hours to water all these plants and then I gotta go talk to my husband and like I don't know why time things just like stress me I'm out. like did I brush the cow yet right. <laughs> did I remember to milk the cow or is he gonna be angry or sick gonna be tomorrow. mad the next day yeah <laughs> did they all go back in the barn before I went to sleep oh my goodness that was the worst did I close the door like... <laughs> yeah that was my secret tra- traumatizing. It wasn't Majora's Mask. It was Harvest Moon because I kept forgetting to bring my cows back inside. <laughs> See, that's one thing I always remember. I'm like, are they inside? Are they inside? Did they go inside? Did the cows get inside? Are they See? in there? Did the dog put them back in? Did I put them back in? Is the door closed? Is it? <laughs> do they the have a heater? Did well, I brush the fur? Out, I don't know. <laughs> See, I I was so bad at that. Like, I'm so glad that the new ones for the Switch, they will auto bring your animals back inside. Because I was like, that Mm -hmm. was my downfall. Them animals would be sick all the time. So I'm like, well, I thought I was being nice and I let them go out to the pasture and I forgot about them. So (laughs) I was like, I was all about that. I was always remembering that because I was scared to leave them out there. I was like, what if they get eaten? (laughs) (laughs) By the in-game coyotes. Yeah. The ones you never see. (laughs) Harvest moon for the adults. And the other, the other uh, animals like it saw something last night, and it's not going back outside. And I'm like, see, I never. <laughs> it saw mm-hmm. something last night. It's traumatized now. <laughs> yep. See, so I, I didn't get traumatized by Harvest Moon because I always remembered to put my stuff up. Yeah. So and I did that... because I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta remember, it's the cows. They bring you milk. They're the only thing that gets you money Look. early in the game. <laughs> Aside from the turnips. <laughs> the turnips. Well, my like my non Harvest Moon related one would be uh, Adventure Time, which I don't know if you were a big mm-hmm. Adventure Time fan. I was. Um, okay, great. So you might remember this I love episode. Finn the Human. Yes, Finn the Human and Jake the Dog. The Dog. Um, but there's an episode where they have to take a tart like across the kingdom because the tart toter doesn't show up, and at the Wait. end of the episode, yes, is it the lemon tart? 
Uh, it's no. not with lemon grab. No, this is just like I think it's. Just, I don't know if they ever explained like what tart it was. But I just remember they had to go through a bunch of like <laughs> different areas to get what type of tart it is. But I remember they get to the end. They like make it with the tart, and the royal tart toter shows up, and he is this like crusty looking gingerbread man. Oh yeah, who's carrying like a squirrel in one hand and a bird in the other hand. Yes, and like drooling. Yes, okay. I was like, there's no way you can't remember this man. And I know like Princess Bubblegum says something where like, he can't hear or see, but he can like feel you or something. She's like, don't move. (laughs) And like he says, I'm trying to find his quote. Oh, he's like, this cosmic dance of bursting decadence and withheld permissions twists all our arms collectively. But if sweetness can win, and it can... Then I'll still be here tomorrow to high-five you yesterday, my friend. And then he makes this, like, as he says, peace, and, like, floats away into the universe. I'm like, what was that? And it just, like, to this day, sticks to my head. It just, I don't even know if it's traumatizing as much as, like, it just sits there in my head. It stays in my head randomly. Like, you're asleep, and then you just hear a speech, and you wake up, and you're like, what was he talking about? Yes, yeah, exactly that. Or sometimes I'll be like walking my dog and I'm just like, all of a sudden this drooling candy man. Like, I don't like gingerbread men and I'm pretty sure it's because of the tart toter and his drooling mm. face. So I guess it kind of did traumatize me because I do not like gingerbread men because of him. <laughs> mm. I don't like gingerbread men because of that murderous gingerbread movie where the gingerbread man was like murdering everybody. See, uh-huh. I thought that was kind of funny, but the tart toter creep me all the way out <laughs> well um i kind of remember that episode but yeah he did creep me out but i guess i could see why that creeped you out <laughs> but or stuck in your head not exactly creeped yeah. you out, but it's just i know how there. to scare you Remember. on halloween i'm gonna get somebody dressed <laughs> up like the tart toter and carry a squirrel and a I will... that sounds like one of the people in downtown la if i'm being yeah, honest I was like, I that's think why it's just the homeless me. man <laughs> You were like, somebody. oh, I see that every day. I see that all the time when I'm in downtown LA. <laughs> and they say that. And you wonder about pins. <laughs> and then they ask you about pins later. Yeah, they they say that majestic, weird speech. And you're like, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know. You want to buy some pins? <laughs> you want a pin? <laughs> see, I'm not used to it. You know, these old, these old roots in Colorado, we just have fresh air and them nice homeless people who just sat on the side. So... <laughs> Well, you get used to it the more you stay in LA. So <laughs> we'll get. I'll get over it. You'll see lots of tart toters, and they'll it'll all be the same eventually. Yeah, maybe I'll give him a tart to tote one day. I'll be like, Royal Tart Toter, would you like to take this to the Target down the street? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Yeah, if you buy my pants, <laughs> if you buy, I'll trade you a pin for a tart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well. <laughs> Uh, I did not have any adventure. It, I I remember there was some stuff in Adventure Time that was like kind of creepy and traumatized. There's plenty of stuff yeah. in that show. I feel like where I was like, this For is sure. not a kids show anymore. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, they said it was a kids show. <laughs> yeah, but they I lied to me. It's a lot of Cartoon Network. Like that Steven Universe is like kids can watch this, but there's some very adult themes in there. Yep, the regular <laughs> yeah. show. Yes, yeah. the regular show. Yeah. <laughs> so. I will say um, mine is another video game. The next thing that I have, mm-hmm. it's not a show. Um, it's Luigi's Mansion, the first one. The baby. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> what? 
time I talked about this movie. I feel like one one of our episodes you mentioned Luigi's Man. Oh, I think it was our world like video game worlds you would go to. Oh, yeah. You were like not Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> well, this is partly why because that time where you have to kill that baby, like you have to suck that baby up. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that the baby in the room and he's like in a crib. And I like then, vaguely remember, yeah. Okay, so th- let me tell you why this traumatized me. One, because okay. I realized if that baby is a ghost, then it died. <laughs> As a baby? A baby. A baby died, and that scared me. I was like, oh my God, a child died. Children, any, and this is just a fact about me. Anything yeah. in a scary movie, if I see or a game where a child can die, that's scary to me. Because I'm like, if something can kill a child, then it ain't got no problem killing me. Like, right. Yeah. Like, usually no corn killers with an adult. <laughs> right. You know, killers are kind of discriminated. They don't kill children very often, you know, because that's a bit too much. Right. But <laughs> I have seen a movie where a kid died and that, that, like, a bunch of kids died and that legit scared me. You know, yeah. most of the time it's just implied that the children were killed by somebody. Or right. there's, like, a, you know, a force after these children, but it never actually kills them. It might take them or something and they turn into a butterfly. Yeah. But <laughs> butterfly. Luigi's Mansion... The baby, you had to, like, it was a ghost, so that told me that it died. But then you had to, like, suck it up into a vacuum cleaner. And when Mm -hmm. you go to do that, like, the baby gets giant, and you are little, and you're, like, on in the crib with it. And the thing that scared me the most was that baby's cry. I don't know if anybody else remembers this baby's cry from Luigi's Mansion, but it was, like, this demonic cry. It was like, ah! But it was, like, double-voiced, so it oh, sounded wow. demonic. So that scared me, like, playing that at nighttime here in that baby. I was legitimately, like, really scared as a child. Like, oh, my <laughs> God, this demonic baby, and you having to shoot the balls at it. And then it would cry and do that demonic cry. It was scaring me. So I did not like that. Um, that really traumatized me. because The I was demonic like, oh, baby. A demonic I, baby. Like, I feel like the demonic baby. Like, I played through all of the first Luigi's Mansion, so I know I must have gotten to that part but like it doesn't like it i like i vaguely remember it but it clearly did not have an impact on me the way you weren't that playing, it did on, loud. Yeah. playing <laughs> on loud like <laughs> must me. not have had the sound up high enough surround sound loud at yes. with the lights off and i was like why did i do this like, why I heard is that this baby because it was really just that cry that made me yeah. say i'm gonna let you hear it after the podcast and you'll know exactly what i'm talking <laughs> I'm about like, oh yes i understand yeah <laughs> like no, I, I will can't say sleep. thanks <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll be up until 3 a.m. now. Um, I will say that, like, babies or, like, children dying do hit me a little bit different. Like, even with, um, I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. And um, there is, and it's not even, like, directly a part of the story, but I was, like, walking through. And, like, at some point, all of the humans become spirits. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Part of the story. Uh, so you're, like, walking through this hospital and you can speak to the humans as spirits. And one of the humans is, like, a child. And my brain did go directly to, like, this kid is not only a child, but his ghost is clearly, like, stuck in this hospital, which means he, he died in yeah. the hospital as a child. And that did stick with me. It was like, one of those days where, like, it has no bearing to the story. You literally talk to the spirit and keep it pushing. But in my head, I was like, man, this kid, like, died in this hospital, and now he's stuck mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, just a child dying is kind of creepy, just in general. You know, yeah, like, yeah, children's deaths are weird. I don't know why, like, it's, it's like because they're not supposed to die, die, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they're innocent, they don't deserve this. And yeah, then, like, an adult, you're yet. like, well, they have lived a long time and they were kind of crappy as a human being. <laughs> they were kind of crappy. That kid, that adult was a piece of shit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like that child, he seemed like he was still innocent. Right, he was such a great kid, he got straight A's on his report card. <laughs> Until he got turned into a demon baby ghost and screamed his demon <laughs> got cry sucked at me. into a vacuum. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to suck him up into a vacuum. Right. That traumatized me when you had to suck up the f- the fortune teller that was helping you. That yeah. kind of made me like very traumatized and sad. I was like, but she's been helping me. And then she didn't want to go in the vacuum, even though I, you were like vacuuming her up. She was trying to get away. So that really like traumatized me. Yeah, a bit. it does feel like she she was helping you. And then you turn around and you're like, well, you're a ghost. So I got to vacuum you up. Yeah. Sorry. Well, she told yeah. him. Yeah, she was like, I'm yeah. the ghost you need. Like the one of the numbers that you need to get to, mm-hmm. the, you know, the final boss. Right. So that, like clearly I'm the one you have sucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all of them. Luigi's Mansion, I, I mentioned this, uh, I think, on the other podcast, too, but one of the ghosts in the second, third, whichever one is the one for the Switch, um, where he has, to, like, the ghost that's just kind of, like, minding his business, and you can choose to, like, leave him alone or suck him up. But you do need to suck him up to, like, I think, complete your, you know, your count of all the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very much that same scenario where it's like, this ghost is literally not bothering anyone, and I'm sucking him up to hit my quota. Do you have to suck the dog up ever? I don't remember i don't think so but yeah, now i, like, I feel like you probably do up. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i can imagine that like being like yeah you never got that last ghost on in the third one because you never sucked up your own dog <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get the highest achievement you suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not heartless enough <laughs> no achievement <laughs> for you <laughs> yeah well oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luigi's Mansion is definitely one that, like, Nintendo games in general, I feel like, are secretly traumatizing. Um, yeah. But yes, Luigi's Mansion for sure. Eh, most of yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're that young, because that came out again when we were young on the GameCube. Yeah, on Cube. the game, the, that GameCube era. That was the, that was the right. one. <laughs> Let's scare children. <laughs> yes, we hate children. Let's traumatize them. <laughs> Oh, I think my my next one is also another video game and one that I've spoken about a couple of times, but Tales of Vesperia. Um, mm-hmm. And this is one that I feel I like didn't, I won't say traumatized me. Eh, actually, maybe it did a little bit because I do have a fear of quicksand because of this. But Tales of Vesperia, your main character, Yuri Lowell, is basically... Um, the guy like, who voices Sasuke? No, it's Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> Common misconception. <laughs> <laughs> the guy when you're when you're Yuri Lowenthal, you go to Tales of Vesperia. I think actually when this game came out, he did make a tweet that was like, "It's weird they didn't ask me to voice Yuri Lowell, considering he basically has my name." But <laughs> right, we don't want Sasuke in this game. <laughs> we don't need Sasuke for this one. Um, but yeah, there's a character named Yuri Lowell, voiced by Troy Baker, who is one of my favorite voice actors. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah. from The Last of Us. He is, yes, he is uh, Nathan from The Last of Us and a bunch of other people. Uh, but anyway, you play this guy, guy who is the kind of like the anti-hero. He's the dark hero. Um, he's kind of going against the police force. Like the police are trying to do things the just way, and he realizes that like they can't get things done. Basically, there is this character named um, what was it? Qmore. His name is Qmore. He's he works for the like knights. And basically, he's been, like, torturing all of these people and sending them to the desert to die. And they, he gets reported to the knights. 
And instead of the knights doing anything, they like drop him down a rank. And then like a couple of weeks later, you hear that he's like back where he was and he's over people again. So like clearly nothing really happened to him as the police mm-hmm. do. Um, so Yuri takes it upon himself to like kill this guy. But the way it happens in the game is you wake up, you're Yuri. And he's like, I need to, like, I need to take care of Kimura. Clearly the police aren't going to do it. So you like go out in the middle of the night. You find Kimura in his inn, like in his hotel room. You chase him out of his hotel and you like run him into the desert and watch him drown in quicksand. And like the Mm -hmm. entire time he is like crawling for his life. And he's like, I'll do whatever you want. I won't kill people anymore. Like whatever, whatever I've done to wrong you, Yuri, I'm sorry. And like Yuri's just like standing over him watching him drown. And you watch the entire scene until this dude like completely goes under the sound. He's like making or like under the sand. And he's like making these gargling noises as he drowns. Um, and then once he finally drowns, Yuri like turns to leave, and his friend who works for the Knights is like sees him. He's like, "We need to talk about what you just did," um, and that like kind of continues the story. But that was just such a moment for me that was like, first of all, Yuri's a badass. Like, I, he that solidified my moment where I was like, he's my favorite Tales character ever because he just does not give, he does not care if he has to kill people. But it was also kind of traumatizing because you do it's like a five minute scene of you watching this man drown in quicksand. Mm-hmm. Just being like, that's really messed up to watch. And I don't know how quicksand works in real life, but if it works like it does in that game, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I don't think I, I've ever seen quicksand in real life, and I don't think I want to. So <laughs> you're right. Um, that does sound kind of, it sounds kind of traumatizing, but also at the yeah. same time, it's like, mm, well, he deserved it. But Oh, yeah. yeah. It was definitely a moment of like, he deserves it, but also that seems like the worst way to die. <laughs> Yeah, suffocating slowly with sand, probably crushing your cavities and yeah, you know, mushing like, you to a pulp. in your mouth. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, not a good not, not a being fun able time. to get out and sink down. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like watching, like looking someone in the eyes as they're like watching the you drown. I mean, I know this is the least of your worries, but also getting sand in your eye. While <laughs> Really you're dying and you're like oh but my eyes the sand i can't even rub it out because my hands are my stuck eye, right? and I'm my hands have been crushed by sand and i can't breathe but oh my eyes they burn so much why why did i have to get sand at least when you drown the water doesn't burn your eyes right? the water is nice unless it's salt water so yeah. you know i feel like that might burn less than sand yeah, it probably still burns less than sand. Yeah, you know, I did. That's an extra layer to traumatize me now. <laughs> I added that on. Plus, you get sand in your eyes and your yes. mouth and your nose, and the uh, crushing portion. Like I was literally just thinking about the like drowning. But you're right because the weight of the, the sand, pressure of the sand, you right? Know, it almost gets like a solid wall at that point. Yeah, like the dude, and you know, they never found him, so <laughs> he was yeah, he was very much gone. Yeah. I heard it with quicksand, though, if you be still, you'll sink slower. So he could have just been real still and just stared at, at Yuri. They could have just <laughs> made like 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yuri was the term. He probably would have stayed there for the whole 20 hours. Like, I'm going to make sure you drown. And you're like, good. <laughs> I'm going to scream for help when someone gets close. <laughs> right. I'm going to scream for help. It's like, dang it, he's only know. down to his knees. Yes. Right. Someone will say <laughs> someone will. Nope, this guy. He was kicking and screaming, so I was like, he's not gonna make yeah, it. That's Sorry, why he, Kimura. That's why he went. Everybody knows if you've seen Indiana Jones or anything else, be still <laughs> and kick sand and you won't sink as fast. 
he did it right. all wrong. Yeah, he he was totally wrong on this. Well, that's the you know the downfall of villains. Sometimes they're not very smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, next time. Yeah, Hopefully next time. Better this. luck next time. When the game gets restarted, more. he'll be still. And that's when I that's when I stop playing. If I ever play that game and like he doesn't die, because he's such a terrible person throughout the game. Like I was like he deserved it. If I ever play through that game, it's like this is the round 99th playthrough. Cubor stands still, <laughs> gets out of the quicksand. I'm like, like just what? stab him, just stab him to death. It's fine. <laughs> Push him down. <laughs> yeah, stab him in the neck. We're good. Okay. Well, uh, traumatizing and also. We're never going to be in quicksand. But hey, viewers, listeners, mm-hmm. sorry, not viewers. Know. If you <laughs> are, stand still in the quicksand. And yes. hopefully you can stand still long enough for somebody to come save you. Yeah. Good luck, listeners. Like, hopefully we'll never be in a desert. But hey, we live in California. There's deserts around here. There's quicksand <laughs> bound to be somewhere. Yeah. Gotta be some quicksand around here. A sinkhole. <laughs> I don't want a sinkhole. <laughs> like quicksand but with a hole yeah <laughs> but with a hole quicksand know, we plus we, we're just making assumptions but yeah don't don't go on our words but still be right. still yeah. maybe not in a sinkhole but at least be still quicksand. yeah clearly i don't research this stuff so don't take my word for it i'll google this after that how to survive quicksand and where is it <laughs> and where where is quicksand in california <laughs> Where is quicksand in LA? <laughs> is there quicksand in the United States anywhere? <laughs> mm, I would imagine so. Like between Vegas and like just like this side of the United States, there's probably some quicksand somewhere. At the beach. <laughs> <laughs> At the beach. Walking on Venice Beach. <laughs> falling to you some walk quicksand. out into the, the shallow part and you start sinking. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, be still. But then there's water. That'd be even worse. <laughs> yeah, that does seem worse. Yeah, no. I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> It's I don't my want to worst drown. fear. Yeah. Quicksand Water and, and sand. <laughs> and sea creatures all at once. <laughs> if you don't get eaten by the sea creatures, you get sucked down by the quicksand and then you suffocate. That's a bad right. way to go. Yeah, it sounds like And you terrible. get poisoned by something. <laughs> so it's right. like you're slowly dying like from some poison. jellyfish or something. Yeah. It's like, what's going to kill you first? Quicksand, water, right. jellyfish. It turns out you've, uh, you've chosen five of the of the slowest ways to die. Let's see what kills you first. <laughs> what did you do to somebody to deserve that? Because see, like, right. that was karma. Good yeah. karma. That was some serious karma. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody really was out to get you for doing whatever you did. Right. For doing whatever you did. <laughs> well, <laughs> on to the next traumatizing thing. Yes. I think we've traumatized everybody with our quicksand theory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I'm going to talk about another, another video game, another one um, mm-hmm. that I think traumatized a lot of us who are Pokemon fans, and that mm, is yes. Lavender Town. It's music in the tower. Do, 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 do. Yes. Man, I hear that music every time I get scared of something. I feel like when I'm by <laughs> myself and I'm walking down, so, uh, like you know, I'm trying to walk to my car at night. I just hear do 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 do. And then I see Cubone's dead mom appear and scare me away. And I don't have the soap scope. But that whole part was kind of... <laughs> that whole part was scary because the music was really creepy. You didn't know what that was. It was like music mm-hmm. straight out of a serial killer's lullaby. Um, and then you it starts playing that like intense part where it's like... Dun, dun. Oh, yeah. And then you get in the tower and you find out 
you know, this is where dead Pokemon are. And the whole game, you've been led, because this is like the first game, you've been mm-hmm. led to think that Pokemon only faint, not die. And you're like, yeah. they could die? What the heck? So I was convinced that my Pokemon were going to die after that. Like, that was the part where they told me. And if I overworked <laughs> my Pokemon, I let them faint too much. If they, they were going to die. Times, they just die. You know, I thought that <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I was like, oh, and I cannot have my Pokemon fainting. You know, so I took very good care of them. But that, and then once you got in there, some of those channelers were possessed. And they'd be like, give yes. me your soul. Or they would say weird stuff. And then remember, you'd have to get to that circle that was mm-hmm. like purified to be safe from all the ghosts and channeler people attacking you. They would say really creepy stuff. So that traumatized yeah. me because I think I was like nine or eight playing that game. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Like Lavender mm-hmm. Town was definitely one of the creepiest I think to this day, one of the creepiest like Pokemon towns, and like yeah, yeah the whole Cubone story about like wearing mm-hmm. his mom's skull yes, his mom, um, because she died. Skull. Yes, dead mom's skull was like a creepy thing. Pokemon in general, just like their ghost Pokemon, have creepy mm-hmm. stories. Like the whole thing with Gengar, and like he he eats humans mm-hmm. basically and takes their souls to like an empty void. It's like drowsy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Like I feel like there's so like Pokemon just have such creepy lore that to add Lavender Town just added yeah. onto that. And then the like gym leader there, she was kind of creepy. Like the, just the whole town was creepy. Wait, was there a gym leader in Lavender Town? In Lavender Town, yeah, it was a uh, uh, what's her face? I was over the ghost. Her name is not Violet. Uh, now I have to look it up because she there is a there uh, was a gym there leader. was. Are you sure? I feel like there was no gym in Lavender Town. Maybe or maybe it wasn't a. You're right. There isn't a gym leader. You think, it's just I thought tower. you were thinking of Sabrina. Because I think I am Saffron, thinking of Sabrina. But she was the psychic gym leader. But that episode of Pokemon was actually very creepy because she had that doll. Remember that would talk. Yeah. Yeah, she did have the creepy doll. Okay, you're right. That is what I'm thinking of because they have to go because they go to Lavender Town to get and then catch she puts a them in the Pokemon. dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're right. That is what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the uh, of. Sabrina and them having to go to Lavender Town. That's exactly right. Yeah, because Lavender Town. Thanks for piecing Town, together my memory. Yeah, uh, Saffron City, where Sabrina is, is like in the middle of Lavender Town, Celadon City, mm-hmm. and I think Cerulean City, and I want to say not Viridian, but wherever Sarge the Electric Gym is. It's, oh yeah, it's good a, old Sarge. Vermilion. Yeah, v- it's Vermilion. Vermilion? City? Yeah. Yeah. So. Sabrina. I just remember having to dig through them trash cans for the switches to turn on to like get to his. Yeah, Sabrina's in the middle of all that, and in that same town, there's a Mm -hmm. fighting dojo where you can get like Hitmonlee. Yes, or Hitmonchan, depending on like what game you had. Yeah. Yep, you're Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of Sabrina, the creep one. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure there's no ghost leader. I remember. Right, because the tower was like the special thing you had to do in Lavender Town. (laughs) I can't imagine having to do that tower and. Having to go fight a gym fight leader. A gym leader. I'd be like, I'm not doing this. This is too much. Right. I'm, like, I'm turning off the, this game. Mr. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fuji. You leave Mr. Fuji alone. I saved him. Look, I don't need to do any more work. I defeated Team Rocket. I need to go to Celadon and get my grass badge. <laughs> my rainbow badge. <laughs> yeah. I just want my Pokemon that are up to level 70 to obey me, okay? <laughs> now leave me alone. <laughs> I've avenged you. Uh, Cubone's mom, Meryl Walk, or whatever. I avenged you. Now leave me alone. Yes. Now leave me alone. Never speak to me again. I've been traumatized so much. I don't know how to get rid of that Snorlax. I just want to get out of this creepy sound of town and go to the route so I can hear it. I don't have the flute. 
<laughs> Just give me some regular music. Yeah, some happy-go-lucky music. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, Lavender Town was definitely a, a special, a special town for me. But also, again, Ghost Pokemon are some of my favorite Pokemon. So I guess that I mean, speaks cool. a lot about me. Yeah, they yeah. cool. <laughs> they cool. I, I, I tried to use one the last time I played Pokemon. When I played Sword and Shield, and I had um. I always forget their name. Her name. Uh, it's when you have like a snow run and it involves use a Dawnstone and it's a, a female. Um, um, and it turns into the the woman. It's like the, the lost uh, soul I of a woman. Ta- uh, Frostlass. Yeah, Frostlass. Yeah. I always name it something else so I never remember its name. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of creepy. I mean, it's the soul of like a dead woman inside of it. Yeah, but that's my other problem with Ghost Pokemon. A lot of them, it is like... So this is, am I using a human to fight? Because some of these discursions be like, man who got lost in the forest. I'm like, so I'm using a man spirit to fight. Is that what you're telling me? Like, yeah, I'm using a dead woman whose lover left her behind in the snowy cold mountains. And yeah. Now she's my Pokemon. Sucks the suck, She's lady. so happy now. You want some she's so, Hey, you know, at least someone found her. Because clearly her man wasn't coming back. So See, I love her. I'm a 12-year-old child who you're needs right? her to defeat the Pokemon League and yeah, Dragon type beat Pokemon. The league. And like you said, I'll give you curry, so. Yeah. And camp with you. She loved yeah. me. I gave her a new name and everything. <laughs> she loved me. She did, I, because every I time she would get Pookie hit. banana buns. No, her name was Queenie, and every time she okay. got hit, she would look back and be like, Queenie's thinking about camping, and I'd be like, you better defeat, murder him, kill him, make his right. Pokemon die. <laughs> if you ever want to camp again, you'll kill this Charizard. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe not because your eyes. Yeah, I was like, not a go. good matchup, but yeah, <laughs> terrible matchup. Morgan's dragon in the grass types, you know. I matched her up well. I'm know? a Pokemon yes. master. If you guys haven't yes. figured it out yet, I'm not new to mm. this. I'm true to this. <laughs> <laughs> some of you, some of you decided to take it on. We were born in the Pokemon League. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. When you make it through Victory Road, you know. Ugh. Through the the tunnel, there will nothing. There will be nothing as heart wrenching as making it through Victory Road, or and you run out of potions. And you yes, have to use that's what I was gonna say. Like getting so close to the end, Pidgeotto to guide you through the light because you didn't bring a Pokemon with Flash. Then you talk to me, right? Yeah, then then come speak to me. Or like I feel like the uh, search for legendaries will never be as treacherous as it was in those first Pokemon games. Like, you did not have to re-go through victory mode to find a Moltres after you had already done it before. Like, that mm-hmm. that was different. Yeah. Yeah, I never really looked for legendaries the first one. Like, red, blue, yellow. Oh, see, I had to. I had to do I had to do my run, and then I had to go mm-hmm. find Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos, I and would. then you too. Yeah, I did, but I never went to go find Mewtwo. I was like, this is too much work. But I did do that <laughs> thing where you get Mew when you go behind the, the track. I did that. Oh, yeah. See, I always did Mewtwo behind the waterfall in Cerulean City. Like, I vividly remember where Mewtwo was. And I think it's... Mm-hmm. I he's in that cave. Yeah, he's in the cave in Cerulean City. And but don't you have to fight, like, Red or something once you get in there? No, that's I think in you uh, have... the other game. No. Yeah, I think the only requirement is you have to have caught all the other legendaries except for mm-hmm. Mew before Mewtwo will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do remember that there's one game. I can't remember which one it is, but there's one Pokemon game where he can dodge any ball, including the Master Ball. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. just rude. Like, he can't break out of it, but he can just, like, straight up dodge it. I'm like, that's not okay. <laughs> like, that's a waste. Right. Like, don't have me throw a ball into the void. Like, that's not okay. A Master Ball? You only get one. <laughs> right. 
And I wasted it because Mewtwo decided to dodge. No, he just wasn't for you. That's all. Mm, he thought he's gonna get caught in a premiere ball in a second <laughs> a, a desk ball <laughs> a desk ball yes that is my uh, th- uh actually i think all of my first sword all of my like legendaries that were found in caves are all in like desk balls <laughs> like, oh, wow. i just kept throwing desk balls that's all y'all deserve desk ball paralyzed desk ball yes and more desk balls <laughs> um no. but i feel like uh I was trying to think of which one is creepy, ghostly. Um, but I think I have to go with, so again, I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei. Um, and there are these things in this game called mannequins. And they are, so basically in this game, uh, you witness the world getting destroyed. All of the humans are gone. They, the world has been overrun by demons. Uh so to make up for the fact that there are no humans, they have created these things called mannequins um, mm-hmm. that is not spelled like mannequin. Um, mm-hmm. But they're basically these like creepy human looking things that also bleed, but they're not humans. Okay. And anything that's a mannequin is going to be creepy. So yes. So, that. yes, immediately part one, they're mannequins that automatically makes them creepy. But they also jiggle when they talk. And I will send you a video because I don't know how to mm. properly express what I mean me. by this. But they're like, if you're my friend. Don't do that to me. If there's I don't want to be traumatized in too. this world. I want you to suffer along with me. But um, no, yeah, I'm gonna send you spiders. Don't do that. That's rude. <laughs> now, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, but yes, they like as they're talking, they'll be like, "Hey, I was hoping you could like bring me something from the human world." Like they have like all these remnants of the human world. So one of them's asking me for like a a thousand yen bill or something like that. But like as they're asking you, they're like whole body jiggles, almost like a snake that's like trying to spit something up. Like that's how their body moves, and it, it just happens as they're speaking, and it's the creepiest thing. And then they also, again, bleed like humans. So there's a point where you get to the spot where, like, mannequins are being tortured by demons. And so they're, like, on the little, like, torture chambers with their arms strung because their bodies involuntarily wiggle. They're still, like, wiggling as they get tortured. And it's just like, why? Who thought this was a great idea? Like, who did this? And as a youngin, like, that was absolutely terrible. Yeah, it was disgusting and terrifying. I definitely, like, the moment I saw, like, the first time I ran into a mannequin replaying it, I was like, oh, this is the thing that traumatized me in this game. And, like, everything came flooding back. And now every time I see them, I'm like, the mannequins, okay. (laughs) Yeah, don't send me that video. So I don't want to experience Mm -hmm. mannequins, Um, too. Yeah, anything that's... A mannequin is like really creepy yeah um to me that uh i know in um little nightmares too those mm-hmm. mannequins like really creeped me out um, yeah but those ones these ones sound at least like they talk to you those ones just wanted to kill you but i could see how they could be creepy if they just look creepy but at least they're not trying to be you know I don't know fault. if that makes it better or worse because like at least with the ones that were trying mm-hmm. to kill you like in little nightmares i was like you know, there was an excuse to kill them. Like, okay, well, they're trying to kill me, so at least they're creepy and I can kill them back. These ones are just like, yeah. like sometimes you can, yeah, we just want to be friends and build our own towns. And there's like certain places, like when they're being held hostage by the demons, 
you'll run into them because it's like you know after you walk a certain amount of space like pokemon you know after you walk a certain Mm -hmm. amount of spaces you'll initiate a battle kind of thing um and so like every once in a while instead of running into a demon you'll run into a mannequin and they don't fight and if you leave them alone they'll run away but it is one of those things where it's like, I kind of want to kill you because you creep me out, but also you're being like forced to fight by these demons and you will just leave me alone. And like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a morality check for the game. It's like, are you going to kill these guys just because they're right in front of you? And it's like, I don't yeah, want to, but they creepers? do creep me. Total creepers? Yeah. It's like a little bit. I do a little bit want to kill them just because they're creepers. Just because they're total creepers. Yes. Let's, yeah. let's murder them. I, yes, I can let's see murder that. them. They wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> they wiggle and it's not right. I feel like I've definitely murdered some stuff in the game because it, it creeped me out. And they're like, no, that was just a regular animal walking around. I'm like, well, he looks scary. Yeah. But actually, he was peaceful. Like, well, Whoa, now he's dead. <laughs> shouldn't have snuck up on me like that with that face. <laughs> with that face, shouldn't have looked at me that way. <laughs> shouldn't have been a totally creepy giant thing with a creepy looking face. Right. And then you wouldn't have had to die. So, yeah, I totally understand. I've seen some stuff in Minecraft like that where I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I'm not even playing. I'm watching somebody else play. I'm like, kill it. Why aren't you killing this? Yeah. Kill it. Why did you leave it alone? They're like, it doesn't need to die. No, kill it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> like, we need it for later. No, kill it now. <laughs> no, we don't. Please kill it. Is that how you were in Undertale? You know, <laughs> just start killing all the monsters. You know, a little bit. Like, there was a certain point where I was like, am I not supposed to be killing all of these things? Because it feels like I should be. <laughs> They're your friends. You're supposed to say nice things to them until they go away. <laughs> or I can kill them. But that's how you get the bad ending. Yes. You know, if there's one thing that I have a problem with is getting the not great ending in video games. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to go back and like not kill yeah. any of the creepy monsters. Just like purposely there. not kill things. Like I know my trigger fi- finger is itching, but <laughs> I must not kill. <laughs> well. Um, I'm gonna possibly look up the mannequins, but I don't send me a video. I just I will look at what they look like. That's what if it. I just send I you a see them jiggle? Yeah, I was gonna say I'll just send you a picture of what they look like, and then if you want to see them jiggle, you can't because the picture by itself they don't look like super yeah, creepy. I don't want to see it's anything the, like, jiggle. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> the movement. See nothing that jiggle, <laughs> not the mannequin. I don't want to see nothing jiggle. <laughs> nothing <laughs> okay. needs to be jiggled. ever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That doesn't even sound like a good time to somebody like, hey, you want to see this jiggle? Like, what? No, no not not really. I don't want to see Jello jiggle, j- let alone anything else. <laughs> Some people would, would uh, disagree, but no, I don't want to see anything jiggle. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, pivots. Pivots <laughs> <laughs> out there. <laughs> pivots? <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to be doing all video games. I think I have like... One show I know we had in common, but I'm going to do another video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because you gave me the idea when you started talking about uh, the jiggles, Yuri and the stew. Oh. No, not the jiggles. <laughs> <laughs> not the jiggles. <laughs> and it is The Brothers. Um, mm. I don't know if you ever played The Brothers. It was this game on PlayStation 3. I think you can also play it on PC and stuff. Um, but it was a game on PlayStation 3 where it was about these two brothers um, their dad was sick and they needed to like go find this magical tree with like a, I don't know, a sap or something, some kind of medicine in it to bring to their dad. Mm-hmm. And so the whole game you control, it was on PS3, you control the brothers, you know how there's the left stick and the right stick. Mm-hmm. You control each brother, one with the left stick and one with the right stick. 
And so you had to learn how to play like that. So the whole game, you would need like the bigger brother for stuff and the little brother could only do certain things. Okay. So this whole game you play and along their adventures, they help all these people. They do all this stuff. And there's this one part where they stop this girl from being sacrificed. They help. And then when they get to this one part, they go to this cave and the brother, the older brother is clearly kind of spit, smitten with this girl. Mm-hmm. She turns into a spider and they have to fight her. Oh, and she puts like the little brother in a spider egg and he's like rolling around, bumping into her. And the other brother, like the older brother's pulling the leg off. Well, finally, when they like you defeat her, it seems like she stabs the older brother. And um, but he's still able to walk and stuff and they go to the tree and they have to get to the top of the tree. They have to like go up. It's like root that goes all the way around the tree to get to the top to eat the medicine and the older brother you can't really see hear what he's saying because they speak some weird language but he's basically like saying like telling the little brother like go to the top of the tree i'll be fine i just want to rest down here and so the little brother gets the stuff and when he gets to the bottom of the tree the older brother is dead oh man and so i you try to move the like right stick for the older brother Mm -hmm. and he does not move like the little brother just starts crying every time you move the right stick oh man and so then you have to bury the older brother. Oh, wow. Like, you have to dig a grave and then drag him over to the grave and put him in there. And then the little brother's, like, crying. He falls asleep and the older brother comes as his ghost and, like, you know, gives him a hug. And it's like, trying to encourage him to go on. Mm-hmm. To go back to the dad. And then eventually, you know, the little brother couldn't swim. So he would always get on the older brother's back. And... um He gets to a part where he has to swim and he's just, like, drowning all the way. And it's because, like, his mom drowned and he wasn't able to save her so he never learned how to swim so he's drowning and he's like thinking about his brother and he's like fighting the water but he somehow makes it he makes it to the dad and gives him the medicine and then the dad like goes and they set up a grave like the brother and the mom and it's just like the saddest thing and that was very traumatizing to me even though i really wasn't a kid um i was younger but i think i was like in uh i was probably like in my teenage years and maybe over 18 i can't remember yeah but um I definitely remember that being very traumatizing to me because I had had this whole adventure with the brother. And then when I try to use the right stick, like the little brother just cries. And because I had to bury him, which it was really yeah, sad. You know, I didn't like expect the, him to like, die. Yeah. I was like, that feels like the kicker, like to not only have one of the characters that you played as die. Yeah. But then it'd be like, but and you now bury you have him. to bury them. Yeah. You have to bury him. And it's the saddest thing ever. And you know what the best part is? The messed up part is I played it with my two younger cousins who are brothers. And they were like, he's not dead, is he? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm the worst babysitter ever. (laughs) They were like messed up after that. They were like really sitting there. They were like about to cry. They were like 10 and 11, too. Mm. So it was like really sad. I felt bad for what I did to them. But I didn't mean it. Definitely I didn't know the brothers were going to (laughs) die. Right. Yeah, I traumatized them and myself. I thought this was a game about brothers and it was going to be fun. It was going to get the dead. I thought... Maybe the dad might die, but I never suspected one of the brothers I was controlling would die. Yeah, like one of the characters you were actually controlling would die, yeah. Yeah, That's I three for there. You traumatized three people. Yeah, it traumatized me. I <laughs> yeah. was the one in pain. <laughs> Damn, I, I didn't know that I was, was going like, to happen. Part of I was me crying. wants to play it, and part of me never wants to touch that game. I mean, I don't know what, <laughs> how to feel. I would recommend it. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I definitely recommend playing it. But it, it did make me cry. Like, yes. I, I did tear up because I had to bury the brother. And I really tried to do the left stick. And he was just crying, like, really hard. Hmm. You know, because his brother wasn't, he wouldn't move. Yeah. You know. 
Oh, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like I cry. Like, I feel like I've always been a crybaby when it can't, comes to video games and anime for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I've gotten worse over the years, so I know I would be boohooing through that entire... Especially knowing I'm like, this, he's going to die. And I'm just going to cry for, like, 30 don't hours. finish the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, if I knew he was going to die, I probably would have never finished the adventure. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to leave it here. <laughs> you know? And we I was In my head, I was like... Why can't he bring the brother, give the brother the magical stuff or take the brother up there and throw him into the pool? Like the brother yeah. should have went with him up there right? and got the, the magical medicine and not died. Yeah. Or I, I need like an alternate. Like, like I need like a, you know, if you do all the things right, you can avoid this death. Like I need an alternate ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can actually avoid the death, but I'm hoping... <laughs> They did that later. They were like, okay, yeah. we made enough people cry. Let's, uh... <laughs> we'll patch in, letting them uh, letting them save the brother. Well, yeah, so, maybe. Yeah. I guess along with people, I guess not, not necessarily your character dying, but your character being the murderer. Um, Heavy Rain. I don't, you, I don't think you've ever played Heavy Rain, right? Uh, no, I played, uh, how about say The Last of Us? <laughs> Beyond Two Souls. Oh, yep, yeah. I played The Last of Us, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's basically the same story, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, so Heavy Rain, also by Quantum, um, is, you basically play as three characters, the guy who is looking for his son, so basically his son gets kidnapped, right, um, while they're at a mall. You find out that there is this murderer who has been killing kids, but the kids only die when there's heavy rain, which is why the game is called Heavy Rain. So basically, you play as a detective, a reporter, and the dad who is looking. Actually, I think there's four characters. Detective, reporter, policeman, and like the dad who's searching for his son. Um, mm-hmm. And you find out at the end, spoilers if you haven't played this like 10-year-old game, but you find out at the end that the detective that you've been playing as is the murderer. So everything that you've been doing when you're playing that character is to cover your tracks as the murderer, which like Mm -hmm. really messed me up because like they do such a great job of you not realizing that until you play like when Mm -hmm. you play through it a second time, you're like, oh, duh, that's why he was looking for this and why that's why he was asking for blah, blah, blah. But they do such Mm -hmm. a good job of making it seem like you're just doing detective work, even though you're playing as the character that you don't realize that you're you're playing as the murderer until you either successfully mm-hmm. beat the game, um, which like either the the um, policeman or the dad ends up finding his son, or you don't, and the son ends up drowning, and then you eventually see that you're like you, the character that you're playing is walking to the place where they have the son. Uh, held which is basically like he puts these kids in the sewers and the reason they drown in heavy rain is because the sewers fill up and they drown um Mm -hmm. which is a really demented way to kill kids but Mm -hmm. uh yeah but it was just such a traumatizing thing to like not only are you playing as the murderer but you're playing as like a child killer which is like kind of the worst kind of murderer you could be yep yeah sounds about right (laughs) yeah beyond two cells was not like that it was but, not. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Beyond to so. But that was that was a not. good game. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely yeah. Um It gave you a choice if you wanted to be evil or not. Yeah. Beyond two souls. You weren't just at the end they were like, Yep, and Iden's been a threatening serial killer ghost this whole time. <laughs> but did you know you were a serial killer ghost? I think what made it better is because like because you got to like with Beyond Two Souls, it was mm-hmm. just Iden and your girl. 
Jody. Yeah, Jody. Jody. Yeah. So it was just Aiden and Jody versus like this, you at least play with four different characters. So if you do everything right, like my cop was definitely coked out. Like you have these drugs you can make him take to make him like hypersensitive to things. And I was definitely like, can't figure this out. Snort some more, some more coke so we can figure out this puzzle. So like, <laughs> what? So, oh my God. He's like a crackhead, and he's like, oh, I mean, uh, I got to get another hit for the ghost. I mean, yeah. Pretty much, like, it got to me, the point where he the started, ghost. like, hallucinating things that weren't there because he had been taking so much of this, like, drug. It was a mess. Anyway, I, I coked out my police officer. The dad made it. The, I did end up saving the son, but it was because of the dad, not because of the police officer. He, he like, died in a bathroom or something. <laughs> it was bad. Because he was coked out. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, like, overdosed in the bathroom. That was my fault. My yeah, bad. because you made him. <laughs> it was my fault. Fix that. <laughs> I need to go need back and replay. <laughs> you know, I did re-download it for the PS4. Maybe this is my time to redeem myself. <laughs> go back and save the police I'm officer. Play it and I'm gonna be like, "Don't take any drugs, police officer. We're not doing that." <laughs> right. We heard what happened with Mari. We're not gonna do that again. <laughs> it's very odd that there was heavy rain, and then there was Beyond Two Souls, and then there was what Detroit. Become yeah, human. become human. Oh, yeah, all three three totally different games they are but i do feel like all of them like play with the human Mm -hmm. psyche which is clearly quantum's thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i usually always try to do really nice good things and get like the best ending like even in beyond two souls i tried to save everybody i was like oh i'm saving all of them nobody's gonna be waiting for me in heaven see i'm so petty my my thing is like like even when i'm playing mass effect it's like you were rude to me so you can die in a fire Um, (laughs) like i definitely am not the save everyone person i i am i'm the save everybody i try to save everybody i'll restart i'll save right before it gets to the point where you have to save a bunch of Mm. people you know at a timed kind of thing yeah and i will definitely save like fight to save everyone yeah, yeah, that's no. what I did in Dragon Age. Well, and it does depend. Like, if they're teammates, like, like Mass Effect has, like, in Mass Effect 2, there's a thing where, like, if you don't do certain things, there's a chance your teammates will die. Um, and, mm. like, if they're teammates, I will try to keep them all alive because they're teammates. But if it's just, like, yeah, do, like, I definitely let, like, 70 humans die so I can kill one alien during a mission. Like, I had the option to save the humans or kill the alien. I was like... Don't care about these daggone humans. Let's go kill this alien. Oh, wow. Well, Mari traumatized by that, but then she's traumatized me with the fact that she coked out that police officer and killed him. So. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, a traumatized versus traumatized, a win-win. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll have a great life, a great second life or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he'll become one of the ghosts that he was coked out after. Right, yeah. Every, it'll come full circle, circle of life, of coke <laughs> right. life. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've said Coke enough times. <laughs> <laughs> Does the Coke man come? Is this like Candyman, but for Coke? <laughs> oh my God. That would be terrible. <laughs> Just throws cocaine in your face. And, you <laughs> and runs. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> then he murders you while you're high. <laughs> oh like man. I thought he was just going to leave me alone <laughs> after that. He was just like, here's some Coke and then runs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, also would not be great, but at least it didn't kill like, me. <laughs> I don't think we, any of us wants cocaine yeah. in our face. No, no, thank um, you. Well, the next one that I'm going to say is for both of us, and that is Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's seen Courage the Cowardly Dog, we don't. We have specific things we're going to talk about, but you already know. Yeah. We don't need to say anything. Every episode probably traumatized somebody in some sort of way. Whoever wrote Courage... It's a monster. Were you 
Were you out to traumatize children? You I were think like, so. Yeah, let's pitch this show to Cartoon Network with all this scary, freaky stuff that's pr- clearly not for children. And let's put it in a show and say it's for children and scare them for the rest of their lives. Yep. <laughs> yep, let's do it. Yeah, I feel like whoever came up with Courage had like something traumatizing happened to them and they were like, the rest of the world needs to suffer. <laughs> like, yeah, let's make a, a show about this pink dog that is going to be attacked by everything in the right. world. Anything you could and imagine. So, um, it looks like uh, John R. Dilworth is the creator, just FYI. Oh, well, John. I don't know who that is. John, you're a terrible person. <laughs> He's like, yeah. It's like, I'm John, aware. John <laughs> I also killed all the humans in Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> and he was inspired by Salvador Dali, which now I can definitely mm, see that. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. As well as Ghost in the Shell. Hmm. Interesting. But okay. I don't know where that, <laughs> what was encouraged under that. But uh, I think the, okay, so you want to go first with what traumatized you encourage or you want me to go first? Um, it I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter, but I guess I can go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine was the, so it's the perfect episode where uh, Eustace gets a bugle that he plays terribly, um, but then he uses it to lord over Courage, and he tells Courage that, like, Courage isn't the perfect dog, and, like, basically, Courage is a terrible dog, which Eustace always beats up on him, but Courage was, like, really got his feelings about this, and so he, like, is taking classes to become perfect, he's trying to sleep perfectly, he's trying to eat perfectly, like, it really gets to him, um, and I rem- he just had, he lays on the bed to go to sleep. And then he sees the bugle, which almost looks like, it almost looks like a fetus the way it's made. And then it's got like mm-hmm. the bugle cord kind of like coming from the top of its head and kind of like down to the bottom mm-hmm. of its body. And it's just floating and it goes, you're not perfect. As it like stares at courage. And I think that episode got me because like growing up, especially like as a kid, like grades were super important excelling at whatever we did was super important so like not that my parents were ever the people who were like you need to do this perfectly but yeah it was just like one of those moments where i was like this is very creepy and also like weirdly hit home considering that like it was very much a stress i put on myself but still very creepy that's that's uh a good uh I guess, uh, assessment of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I saw that, I was like, I know I'll never be perfect. So forget you, baby. I know I'm not perfect. Forget you, creepy baby. <laughs> I do remember it being kind of creepy because it was 3D. So that yes, was like it was weird 3D. Yeah. Because Courage is 2D. Right. So then 3D came in and it was like, oh my God, what is this weird 3D animated thing? Yeah. And I feel like there's but only yeah. like two episodes where there's a 3D thing in it. So that was also really? very creepy. I feel like there's a couple of them. I know there's that one. There's um, the Return the Staff Guy. Return the Staff. I suffered my curse. This, yeah. Is it the slab? Or the slab. It was a slab. It wasn't the a slab. slab. I was, was like, slab. it's a slab, right? It was a slab. It wasn't a slab. Yeah. Return the slab. Yeah. Um, I think the one that bothered me was when Muriel got possessed. Mm-hmm. And I think it was by a mattress. Because I feel like she was possessed twice. By a werebeaver. <laughs> she turned into a werebeaver at one point or mm-hmm. something like that. And then there was the mattress one. And that mattress one scared me because I remember Courage came into the room and the room was like all green. And then yeah. her head spun around and she had this deep voice and she was like. Yes, I do remember ah, that And she like <laughs> threw up on him. And said a bunch of crazy stuff to him. And so that creeped me out. And then, yeah, I think also when she got possessed by the beaver, 
And then I think a less one that's not even creepy, but I told you it's stuck with me to this day. Yeah. Is the one with the flan. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't eat flan to this day because of that episode where he was like, bye flan to see flan. And all the people were controlled by the flan that every time I look at flan, it, it makes me feel like sick. It's going to control Because I think you. about that dude being like, yes, that it's going to control me. And it's like this. So I can't even eat flan. One time I went to a restaurant and they were like, oh, it's your birthday. And they brought me free, free flan. And I was like, what is this? Like, gave it back. Get it out of my face. I will never eat flan. Never. Flan to see flan. So you can control me. So I think that was one. But I think there was like a ton of episodes that definitely traumatized me. Oh, you for know, sure. The one with the, the demon barber. Yes. Um, uh, what's his name? Freaky Fred. I get a little naughty. Yeah, I was going to say Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I feel Fred, like it yeah. was like, like I, I'm positive that was like a or at least like a nod to like sweeney todd and that kind of thing but yes he definitely creeped Mm -hmm. me out too there was another one where they had to go to this place where it was like monkeys and bananas (laughs) i think that one creeped me out too they were everybody was bananas oh yeah Um, was that the one with the i remember that you saw this guy who i feel like was a racist caricature thinking back on it the like watch where you're going you fool that guy Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, I make perfect dog. Yes. It's better than you. It's better than you. Watch where you going, you fool. Yeah, yeah like that. Yeah. I was like, looking back yeah, on this, this feels wrong. But, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was somebody they knew when they just threw him in the, the show. That's yeah. That's how he talks. Yeah, maybe that's what I, Yeah. Because, no, that doctor was pretty racist, too. Remember? The doctor. The doctor. He was like a doctor in... And they always play like Indian music every time. I oh, like I, th- I think I do remember every time because he shows up in like a couple of episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about the racism encouraged. Right. Not today, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I feel like that whole show was just creepy in general. There was always yeah. something really creepy happening, like the one. Uh, where I think there was one where they were doing the theater. He's like, "How now, brown cow?" And then he turned into like wood yes. or a puppet. He turned into a puppet. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Thank you. You just brought me back to like. I mean, how now, brown cow comes from other things, but there's a very like. My sister and I would go, "How now, brown cow?" to one another, yeah. and I was like, "Where yeah. does that come from?" Thank you. That just how solved like a ten-year-old mystery for me. I'm glad I could be of assistance. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I will text but her yeah, right so now to let her know. You're like, Lana figured it out. Yes. But yeah, I think all of Courage was pretty creepy. Like, I, I every episode. Maybe yeah. except for the one where Muriel got turned into a little girl. She was adorable. Yeah, that one was. That she was, was like annoying, but ones. she was at least yeah, adorable. But she was hilarious. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm nauseous. I'm going to blow me chokes. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Blow me chokes. <laughs> she was at least a cute kid. Yeah, yeah. I do she feel was. Like... She was uh, Lil's voice from Rugrats, I think. Oh, is that? I did not know that. Yeah, blow me chucks. She was like, <laughs> yes, a very cute kid. I just was that the yeah. same episode. I know there were a couple episodes with the ducks. So like the alien ducks. Oh no, that was another episode okay. where they were in love with like the truck. Yes. Or yeah. And they had the eggs. Yeah. <laughs> You're a boy. How did you have an ex? Stop telling me what to do. That was my favorite. Like Ringo Starr. Yeah. (laughs) Stop telling me what to do. (laughs) 
Yeah, so there were some funny parts, but yeah. definitely traumatizing parts in Courage at all times. Especially that computer that was, like, rude to Courage. Oh, I forgot. Like, yes, I don't that know, computer was rude. Twit. That computer <laughs> reminded me of... Uh... Jeffrey? Yes, Jeffrey. Thank you. He was more rude than Jeffrey. Jeffrey wasn't rude to everybody. That computer was, like, just rude to Courage. And Courage didn't do anything to deserve that rudeness. It's true. Like, at least... Jeffrey was rude to people who asked him stupid questions. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey just thought he was smarter than everybody in the room. The computer was just rude. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Courage would ask him legit, what to do about space monkeys that come to steal your soul? And he's like, I don't know. Give them a banana. (laughs) And hope they leave, you idiot. And it's like, wait a minute. No, that's not a good answer. You don't get to call me an idiot. (laughs) That answer was stupid. (laughs) I would watch a remake of Courage. I would. Because at least now I'm an adult and... You know, they should make it for adults, but don't make it any more scary. But yeah. yeah. I mean, Courage, I do feel like falls into like the Adventure Time kind of realm where it was like made yeah. for kids, but also like clearly for adults. It was the kind first of thing. show. I feel like Ren and like Stimpy the was like the that. first one. Ren and Stimpy was definitely not. Well, for Ren and children. Stimpy didn't get scary. It just got. It was just gross. Well, yeah, I guess for different reasons. Like Ren and Stimpy yeah. felt like adults for not for scary, but mm-hmm. for like this is clearly stuff that's going way yeah. up over kids' heads. Yeah. I would say that and um, cow and chicken. Yes, sure. cow and chicken. And too. I am weasel. Oh yes, I and am I am weasel. I am weasel. I are baboon. baboon. Uh, the devil baboon. who like bounced on his butt. Oh what yeah, was his name. I can't remember. He his was name, in though. cow and chicken too. He was. He was, he was like, in both. Yeah. I also feel like even though this wasn't that adult, but I feel like it should have been for adults for how cool the characters were. Which is Angry Beavers. I loved Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. Yeah. It's like Norbert. Yes, I don't know. Norbert. Yes, Norbert was yeah. my favorite. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, I love Norbert both of was them, the cool one, yeah. right? Yeah, Norbert was the Yeah, was Norbert the cool was my favorite. Yeah. He was like the cool beaver that got all the girls. Right. Yeah, he was like, he had the hair, that beaver hair. Yeah. <laughs> Dag it. You'd be messing with his brother all the time. I think right. you bring that back. Whatever. Yeah, I, that's what we really need is that we just need uh, all of these old cartoons to just get a comeback. Forget new cartoons. Yeah, that just and bring uh, everything Kablam. Back. Oh, I do. I do used to love Kablam. So I could watch uh, uh, Loopy's World. <laughs> Mine was, uh, I think this was on Kablam too. The one with the. Uh, the action figures? Yes, the action figures. <laughs> Action League, now. Action League now, yes. Action League, Thank and you. the power and, to and the, melt. Yeah, and the mayor, <laughs> the evil mayor. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved all those shows, especially that and Loopy's World. And then the other one, Prometheus and Bob. Yes, Prometheus <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, I need oh, to. Good if Action League now really isn't available that. on streaming somewhere, I will be sad. I have to go look now. Viacom Plus. <laughs> we all like Tubi or Paramount something. Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount Plus. I know. It would be it Paramount. Owns, I feel yeah. like Paramount mm-hmm. Plus owns all the stuff that I... I'm like, who would possibly have this? And it's like Paramount Viacom, Plus. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what... Oh, Nickelodeon. Viacom. Um, yeah. It was Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, I know yeah. what I'm doing for the evening is... Well, actually, I mean... What were, what were my other plans? I can't remember. Now I'm going to watch Kablam. So... <laughs> Doesn't matter what they were. You're like, that's taken. Yeah. But Kablam did not traumatize us, but no. we gave you guys a good old flashback. And if you're too young to know what that stuff is, go look it up. It's and never watch it. too late for you to go find Kablam and and wonder why we thought it was so great. 
Yeah. It was just someone playing with the action figures. Like that it was it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. There was a bunch of shows though. It was, like I said, yeah. there was Loopy's World and, Right. Um Prometheus and Bob. Yeah. And I feel like there was other shows on the There were like I feel like there were like four or five different shows. My favorite was just the Action League now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my favorite was uh, that in Loopy's World. I don't know why I like Loopy's World so much. <laughs> I don't even know if her name was Loopy. I feel like it was. I like... Um, I can't remember Loopy's World very well. I was trying to think of like... It was the one with the brother and the sister and like they were like 2D Were they the kind of like almost? flat... Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I do this remember. Made me think yes. about, uh, that made me think about another show, not on Kablam, but on uh, ABC Family. Uh, Crashbox? You know, it's, no, oh. that's uh, HBO Family. That was HBO Family. It was um, one of the families, all right. <laughs> Angela Anaconda. Oh, I forgot about Angela Anaconda. Nanette Minois. <laughs> the girl is a bully. <laughs> oh my God. That was another, which is that on ABC? Another one. Like, and another one. Yes. I used to hate because they Plus? were all like paper cutouts. Like mm-hmm. that used to bother me. <laughs> I don't know why Kablam didn't, but this was like, ugh, Angela Anaconda, gross. <laughs> that name too, Angela Anaconda. Yeah. Also that. Crashbox, though, was my other, like, favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good show. A, 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 a good compilation of shows, yeah. sorry. And it kind of sort of taught you things. <laughs> it did. It taught me to pay attention. It also taught me how to solve riddles. Yeah. Um. Uh, you're gonna find math. the right conclusion, or you're gonna draw the right conclusion. That's what it was. Yeah, it taught me math, um, and it taught me that distraction news, how to stay. Yeah, how to stay focused you know. with a bunch of stuff going mm-hmm. on around you. Yeah, I feel like we're all more intelligent because of Crashbox. Yeah, it taught me about the slob words <laughs> with that slob. Oh yeah, oof, or the like. Was it the? The chef was also on there, right? The chef would like throw things into his pot and then it would like create words. I think so. Yeah. I just remember the use yeah. your mind, use your brain before these tools go down the drain. <laughs> that was in a fish tank though, right? It was, yeah. <laughs> that was the one with the fish tank and they were in a boat. Yeah. And like everything. Yeah. Cause like the fish tank was slowly draining. And then and, yeah. there was also that one that was like, you're not a pooper scooper. You're a super duper pooper yeah, scooper. Yeah, you're a super duper. And there was, uh, what was the dude who, uh, oh, Eddie Bowl is edible. He really is incredible. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite one too. Yes, with the animals. It I talks think about animals. Um, after Crashbox, I used to always watch Happily Ever After Fairy Tales. Oh, I child. did love Happily Ever After, yes. Yeah, that was the first show that I really saw like, other black uh cartoons yeah oh my god there's black people in this i know black yeah my dad would like i there was a while where we had like every episode of that on vhs because my dad was just like black cartoon characters we have to record this (laughs) yeah that was a good show along with uh i used to watch that and i used to no that wasn't on uh there but uh, Harold and Purple Crayon, and then I used to watch uh, 64 Zoo Lane, but that was on. Yeah. I think Noggin. 64. I 64, think that was Noggin. 64 yeah. Zoo Lane. That and okay, Gullah Gullah. Yes, shows. sorry. We, we went down a dark Sorry, path. we've gone off to our childhood, <laughs> yeah. not what traumatized us, but what made us feel well, good we, as children. We had, well, we had to recuperate after the traumatized session, so. 
<laughs> after the flan. Yes. Ah, flan to see flan. Yeah, after Courage, we had to go on a brief little, like, but what made us happy? <laughs> good things yes. to bring us out of that, that Out of that Courage stump. Especially, you know, before we go to bed, we got to make sure we're happy and not <laughs> traumatized from Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's like texting you, like, Mari, you up? Yeah, <laughs> you, but yeah. Because I'm, I'm scared. I saw him jiggle. Right. I'm like, I'm still thinking about the bugle. <laughs> like you, I'm here in the laboratory, the town music. Can you imagine if you were sleeping, somebody started playing that? I would be up. I would go find that person. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you hear it in your house. You're like, what's going on? If I hear it in my house. Your living room. Yeah. I was like, if like, I hear it in my house, I'm climbing out the window because nobody should be here. And if Yokai's playing it, he's possessed. So <laughs> I need to leave. I don't think he would be playing it, but I think he'd probably be scared. <laughs> he would. He'd just be sitting there. He he'd be looking at the door like, mm, "You got a ghost in this house, Mama. I don't know what to tell you." I'm like, you know what you got to do, right? You know, you got to get the soap scope. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we in we in an apartment in real life, so I don't know how we do that. <laughs> I'm like, there's a crazy man selling it below the suite. The street. <laughs> so, it's, the, uh, it's the man with the pins. The tart tata. <laughs> He's right next to the pin man. He's got the pin man, the tart toter, and then the man with the silk <laughs> belt. So <laughs> go get him. You got to figure out which one's which, though. So good luck. Uh, did you have any uh, more traumatizing things you wanted to talk about? Um, I did not. I mean, well, I do. But I feel like that mm. is a good list of traumatizing things. Good place to end it. Yeah. You are traumatized. Yes. Well, well yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, and I feel like other than that, I don't think we have much to announce other than as per the usual, follow us at the Blurdy Girls. Or you can type in yeah. Talk Blurdy to me and you'll see two cute little black chibi girls that you can go follow. Um, we will catch you all on the next episode. Yes, leave your traumatizing video game TV show, book, anything that traumatized you as a kid, let us know. Yeah, let us so know. So we can also look it up and be traumatized too. We can all be traumatized together yes. and then heal together by watching Crash Box. Yes, we'll watch Crash HBO. Box together. Family, also, family HBO. Yeah, and because I love like creepy pasta kind of things, if any of the stuff we oh said, like, I mean, obviously I know like Lavender Town and some of that stuff has creepy pasta attached to it, but like, you know, give me something new. If there's like a weird creepy pasta tied to a strange jrpg there's creepypasta tied to nocturne like let me know you know put it in the po- comments like, yeah siren head yeah the siren head dating game the siren head da- yeah you know those mannequins are secretly yeah like you know give me some inspired <laughs> siren head yeah <laughs> but yes in the meantime we will catch you guys on the flip side <laughs>